Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. I really want to thank you for tuning in, and I welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health reviews, where you could leave a rating and review for today's podcast, because he is an outstanding individual, a friend, and also a friend of another guest that we've had on the podcast, Dr. Chang. He is Ramani Narayan. He's the CEO and co-founder at Ken Core Health. He's a really senior serial entrepreneur, seasoned management executive, who co-founded Ribbit, Sindeo, and Junction Incorporated, which sold to Cisco. His specialties include startup specialist, executive management, expertise in building amazing tools that are scalable, and help improve outcomes. And that's why we wanted to have him on the podcast. Romani, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, nice to be on this call. So, Romani, tell me, what got you into healthcare? Out of all the things that, that you've done in the past and the things that you're into now, what is it that got you focused into this sector? Good question. Actually, it kind of started with a uh, personal note. So, my son at the time, a few years back, was a high school senior. He was going to go to college. He is uh, one of those kids who have, you know, regular, regular uh, issues with allergies and whatnot. And then he's in touch with this pediatrician and allergy specialist you know, on and off. So he was going to head to college. He was going to go far away from home. And I was looking at and say, geez, uh, there has to be a way for this kid to stay connected with his uh, existing uh, doctors that he had. they have a history with him. So it was kind of with my communication background, I was looking into ways I can uh, bring that together. That's all it kind of started. Interesting. And were you able to find a way to piece this relationship so that he could work with the same provider from college? Yeah, certainly. So our first product when we started, I kind of worked with the pediatrician as well as uh, one of the CEO of a local hospital who kind of liked the idea because he was looking for ways to improve communication between providers in between various different specialists and doctors uh, from primary care physicians to the specialists. When the patients move around, how do you keep the communication flow open? And he was looking for a solution in that space. So I kind of came along at that time. We kind of chatted, put together a solution, and that's how it kind of all started. But since then, you know, it has evolved into much more than that. Wow. So that was actually the basis for which Kencore Health was built on. Right. That, that's the perspective with which I came into this. And Very then, cool. Uh, I ran into, now we have two other co-founders in the team. So the other co-founder, Dr. Chang, I'll come to that in a second. There was a, there's a, a second co-founder called Muthu. He comes with a healthcare background as well. So he's been all along in healthcare IT and he was gotcha. coming in from workflow integration, automation, uh, bringing in various forms of wearable technology into the mix. So he was kind of attacking the healthcare problem from a different perspective. We both realized, uh, you know, there's a lot to do, you know, by teaming up together. 
So, you know, we brought along, we combined forces and then ran into Dr. Chang, who I describe as a doctorpreneur, meaning a doctor who is also an entrepreneur, because mm-hmm. as a specialist cardiologist, your hands are tied. Your time is pretty much in a full-time serving patients. You don't have time to do anything else. But Dr. Chang is an amazing person who kind of go out of his way to find other time to do things, innovative things to kind of bring into uh, healthcare. So we partnered with him and it turned out to be the, the right mix of a technologist like myself, a healthcare specialist, as well as a, uh, a doctor himself. Yeah, that's a good mix of, uh, of co-founders that you have there to really provide insight across the spectrum so you don't have any blind spots. I think that's a really creative way that you guys did that. Right. So Romani, what would you say today out of all the things going on in healthcare needs to be on the agenda of healthcare leaders? The one thing that comes to my mind and which is kind of key focus for us as well is if you look around in the day-to-day consumer technology out there in the patient population, the technology is permeated into every walks of life, you know, whether it's a smartphone, whether it's wearables, the life of an average individual has actually gone much uh, better and smoother thanks to all this innovative technologies out there. But when it comes to healthcare, we are a pretty basic one. So if you want to call it in and reach out to your doctor office, you still have to get up, pick the phone and then keep calling them, play phone tags and finally hope somebody will be on the other end. Or, you know, they have this infamous uh, patient portal where you can go and see some minimal things. You know, that's the length of uh, technology exposure we have between the patient population. And if we jump into the provider side, it's not any better either because the EHR just begin to kind of you know, penetrate into the hospitals and the provider space, and which is, again, built with billing in mind, not solving the problems of a given doctor or a uh, nursing staff or a patient. If you ask every doctor, they hate to use EHR today. But that's being touted as the most innovative component inside in the hospital spectrum today. So each of those uh, folks, whether they are serving healthcare from outside or they are in the pro- being a provider, being part of the hospital spectrum, they need to look into what is the technology out there that's already prevalent in the com- enterprise as well as in the consumer space. How can we actually bring them into healthcare space to make life easier for providers as well as for the patients? I think that's a really great call out. And what would you say today, Romani, is the way that you and, and the folks at KenCore Health are doing this to improve outcomes? So we are attacking from either side. So we're doing what we call as a platform play where we provide a platform to the providers, i.e. the hospitalists, folks who run the clinics and bigger health plans, a platform for them to engage among themselves as well as better uh, engage with the patient population so that you bring, we don't actually go reinvent the wheel. We bring in the existing technology, which is out there. How can we take that, make it actually play in the healthcare space, meaning make it compliant, make it resilient to what are the requirements in the healthcare space, play by the rule, but at the same time, make it innovative and give the same exposure that people have with the consumer technology out there today. So at this point, you guys are putting together these dashboards, the way that you filter the data through. Can you walk us a little bit through that and how it's currently being used? Yeah. So let's take a uh, typical example, typical problem that we are solving today. We are focusing on 
CHF, in a cardiac heart failure scenarios. So in that space, what we actually try to do is most of these hospitals have an outpatient uh, clinic where they're trying to stay engaged with their patient population that is detected with CHF conditions. And the idea is to, by staying connected with them, they can actually avoid unwanted hospital visits. So Mm -hmm. the process by which they do is the traditional phone calls or education and uh, paper form, all those things they do today, which makes it very cumbersome for them to scale into the population. So we provide them with a platform where we allow the care team, the hospital, to engage with the patients in a much seamless manner. So, for example, we provide patients with a uh, what we call it as a virtual companion, SAMI. So mm-hmm. patients go home with SAMI, which consists of communication component as well as a vital biometric device component so that the data they collect, basic data like your weighing scale or blood pressure monitor or pulse oximeter, these data seamlessly move from a patient into a care provider setting through Wi-Fi technology, right? So they don't have to move it down, write it down some piece of paper, remember it and go to a a computer and then have to do the data entry. The data automatically goes in. Similarly, whether the person is savvy with with the technologies like iPads and iPhones or any other smartphones, or they are not tech savvy, they're more of a uh, regular black phone type person, or you know, newer technologies like Alexa and Google Home, which are now walking into every home these days, they can use the technology they are comfortable with based on their level of expertise and stay engaged with the care team. And on the care team, all this data coming from the patients, the machine language AI algorithm process them but do not make decisions for them, but rather make all this data available at their fingertips at the right time when they need it. Love it. And so you guys have been developing some really interesting solutions there, Romani. What would you say a setback or a failure that you experienced in this business and what you learned from that to make you guys better? Like any other uh, entrepreneurial journey, you will not be seeing success from day one, right? You had to run into a few barriers and you had to overcome it. Likewise, we had a couple of uh, uh, scenarios we encountered. First and foremost, naively, we thought we will build this technology and then all the doctors will love it and kind of will start using it. Sure enough, they loved it. They liked it. And they are ready to invest and a handful of doctors invested in the technology. But when it comes to actually using it, they are not the right candidate for it, right? Mm. Because they are busy with what with life-saving uh, you know, service they provide to their patients. They are busy with their stuff. So the last thing they have in, in their mind is sit and learn about new way of doing things. Yeah. So that was actually home. They like it, love it. But if they're not the right users, who are the right users for this kind of technology? Where do we actually see the major adoption? Turned out with their advice, we found out the real uh, folks who actually carry a lot of these mundane heavy lifting is the, the nursing staff and the administrative staff that surround these doctor offices, right? So they're the primary targets and the doctors are secondary. So we kind of turn things for you in a certain way so that our primary focus for people within the hospital setting is the, the nursing staff and the uh, administrators. That's super interesting, Romani, because, you know, on the one hand, you think, wow, these physicians think it's great. They're investing in it. They're our user. 
And then you find out they're not the user. And it's just these little tweaks that you have to make. Uh, and you finally realize that the actual end user was nursing and administrative staff, physician assistants, et cetera. And now you guys have tweaked and have you started to see a swifter uptake? Yeah, definitely. And we're seeing, uh, you know, we're already in a couple of hospitals uh, with this platform and we are finding the care team loving it because it overall increases their operational efficiency and the doctors finding that they don't have to again and again say the same thing to every uh, person. So the information is captured, documented, archived and processed and presented in the right way at the right time so that it saves everybody a lot of time and effort. Love it. Romani, thank you for sharing that. Listeners, it's a journey. And don't think that what you have in front of you is going to work immediately. And if it does, be ready because there will be another obstacle. And it's being flexible like Romani and Dr. Chang and his team and that whole team over there has done with Kencor Health. I know that around the corner, they have some pretty big successes. And what is in it for you as well? For Romani, he took this experience of his son. You know, it was a very personal experience. He was able to put the pieces together. But in doing that, he found an opportunity to, to do more. And fast forward to today, he's doing some pretty amazing things with this company and helping patients and, and staff. So, Romani, you've done a lot. What would you say out of your entire career is one of your proudest medical leadership experiences to date? I have to say the proudest moment so far and the journey at Kencor is to be able to go talk about this problem and the solution that we bring to table to the doctors and the hospitalists and them believing in it and saying, I like it, I love it, and I Mm -hmm. would like to invest in it. Wow, that's big, right? I mean, that's proof of concept. If somebody's willing to put their money on the line, that tells you you're doing something right. Exactly. You know, that kind of helps us to stay focused on what we do so that we're not actually jumping all over. We are primarily focused on solving the basic fundamental problem and then make sure it is actually gaining traction. Love it. Nothing like getting affirmation of what you're doing by somebody investing. That's like the, in business, that is the best way to get it. That is true. So tell us a little bit about an exciting project or focus within Kencore today. Yeah. So what we are actually focusing right now is turning our attention towards the patient engagement aspect because without the patients properly engaged with the, the care team, you're not going to see the effective results that you're shooting for. And the patients come with a wide variety of uh, choices, right? So patients mm-hmm. are in different age group, different medical condition, and uh, the social economic uh, status. So how do you actually engage? There's no one tool that will actually, one way of engaging with these patients. So what can you do to kind of get majority of the population engaged? And turned out technology, the lesson we learned in that area was Technology cannot be the barrier. Technology needs to play a second role, a mm-hmm. second role to kind of enable what they like to do, which is they want to be stay connected with your care team and get better. So how do you actually do that? So you got to actually take the solution that you're providing them to, to their native environment where they are comfortable with, you know, whether it's a simple computing technologies or a phone service, or even uh, sometimes the family members and the caregivers are the person who are better equipped to deal with the talking to the care team and getting the right uh, in a medical solution to the uh, patients. So in that journey, we found out that the Amazon Alexa and Google Home like voice services that is actually getting more traction out there 
is probably a much better tool suited for this aging population with uh, with a medical condition because it's a lot easier to interact with someone with their speed. You don't have to train them or teach them how to do that. And it is also, they're not, it doesn't intimidate them to kind of talk to some device like that. But mm-hmm. whereas if they put an iPad computer in front of them, sometimes it scares them. Yeah. Plus, you know, technology issues might stop them from actually uh, completing what they wanted to do. So we're actually now working on a solution that'll bring the Alexas and the Google Homes of the world into this mainstream patient population to interact with the care team. That's pretty cool. And, you know, I think one of the things, Romani, that, that people are, are afraid of, and especially on the provider side is, well, if I integrate these technologies, how do I keep privacy up? HIPAA is, always comes up. And I think oftentimes it's misunderstood. Can you talk to that? Yes, absolutely. So that, that's actually the third lesson we learned is when you build something for the healthcare sector, like the enterprise where you, you got to fail fast for you to get better. Healthcare, that is not an option. You cannot right. build something hodgepodge and then put them together. You have to have a product that is fully functional, fully compliant before you take it to your potential customer base, because this is a life-saving uh, medical field where there's no room for half-baked solution because they don't have time for it, right? right? Because they need to actually engage with the solution that is going to make them be more efficient and, and do better than what they're doing today manually. So there's no room for error. So you have to have whatever product you deliver in this space right from day one, make sure it is compliant, make sure it is fully gone through the audit process that they have set aside. Make sure all the people who are working in that space as well trained to know what privacy means, what compliance means, what is allowed and what is not allowed and follow the process and procedures because startups are usually well known for flaunting all the processes and they think process is kind of a, a bad word for them, <laughs> close them down. But that need not be the case because in this case, if you don't do that upfront, it is not a practice that you can inject late into the game and you are going to feel the pain. You're going to, it's going to take much more longer for you to penetrate into this. Even if you're just going for a simple pilot, they're going to put you through a review process to make sure every data you touch, every interaction that you do is going through the right way. So right. there are the data is protected, the data is encrypted, there is no, if, even if there is any uh, kind of a breach, there's a way for you to find out first and take an immediate course of action. For sure. And so as it relates to the use of these devices and what did you learn as, as far as HIPAA is concerned and, and what can and can't be done? If you had this like in a nutshell. Yes. So for example, even though we have in you know, again good traction in terms of getting control over voice-based technologies, there are some issues with the uh, complaint. They are not still fully compliant where you can't, you cannot distinguish with Alexa whether it's a the real patient or somebody in the helm talking, right? So gotcha. voice print, password protection, it's just coming up. You know, recently uh, some of these vendors have released some software to enable those. So they're slowly evolving. So you had to we got to be a little patient about some of these things. You can't rush. Mm-hmm. You have the right patients to kind of approach these problem and make sure it is fully compliant. Well, it sounds like you guys are working on it way ahead of the game and you're learning as the technology goes so that when it is ready, you guys are going to be ahead of the curve here. We hope so. 
Awesome. No, this is really super interesting that you guys are, are approaching this problem of, of heart failure in, from so many angles. And um, we had a good chance to connect at the Health 2.0 meeting. I could tell that you're super passionate about this solution. And I'm excited to see where it goes from here. So getting here to the end, Romani, let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine today. It is the 101 or the ABCs of Romani Narayan. And so I've got four questions for you, followed by a book and a podcast that you would recommend to the listeners. You ready? Sure. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? By targeting a particular problem, a problem and solving it, with the help of the providers, your customer base. Don't try to be stay outside and try to solve the problem. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Not staying to the ground and not looking at the compliance, which is understand the basics that are absolutely required in the healthcare space and make sure they're taken care of right from day one. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? A good example is you have to keep your eyes and ears open. You have to adapt. You need to be willing to move fast. What's one area of focus that should drive everything else in a health organization? Metrics and data is our key focus. So you have to actually have a goal of if I'm doing X, Y, and Z, that needs to kind of get me the results that I'm looking for. If not, you got to go back and keep fine-tuning it. If you don't have that metric-minded mindset, you're going to be all over the space. Love it. What book would you recommend and what podcast would you recommend to the listeners? So the book, uh, recently uh, I came across a book called Checklist Manifesto. It's hmm. by actually one of the doctor. is a surgeon who came up with a simple checklist mechanism within the hospital, whether pre-surgery, post-surgery, or in a hospital setting. It's, it's a fascinating book. The concept is very simple. It's a simple to do checklist before and after. And that book actually illustrates through various examples of how a simple concept like that has saved lives, saved money, saved processes. So it's just, it's a fascinating book. I kind of love it. Great recommendation. That's a tool Gawande, right? Yep. And then how about a podcast you recommend to the listeners? Uh, it's yours. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that greatly. Do you have another one in mind or would you say just listen, keep listening? <laughs> and there are a handful of others, but I would recommend uh, this one for the format. Awesome, man. Hey, I appreciate that shout out. And uh, listeners, if you want to get these show notes as well as links to the book and all of the things that they're up to at KenCore Health and all of the things that Narayan talked about, please go to outcomesrocket.health slash Ramani. And that's uh, R-A-M-A-N-I. You'll be able to get all the show notes and all the details there. Before we conclude, Ramani, can you share just a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get a hold of you? The best place to get hold of us is on our website, www.kencorehealth.com. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Kencore Inc. And Kencore Health Inc. is our uh, Twitter ID. So follow us there and watch us out for uh, innovative things that are about to come. Outstanding. Romani, really appreciate the time you spent with us today and looking forward to keeping up with your success. So take care and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Saul. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. 
Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 